Hello, welcome to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Game Republic Radio. The first portion of this episode contains spoilers for scenario number seven. The second portion of this episode contains spoilers for scenario number 14. Please enjoy responsibly. So there we were, every single one of us were on our feet, standing around the table, watching as Skip flips his attack modifier card over for the turn. Because this is, he's the only one still standing. This is his final attack before going exhausted. And a good draw here means we win the scenario. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us once again. Uh, we'll do a quick round of introductions again, just for people who are new or people who have forgotten since last episode. My name's Casey. I'm playing Etu the Brute. I'm Garrett. I'm Tanzanite Stonechest, the Spellweaver. I'm Steve, and I'm playing as Bronstanamo the Firm, the Tinkerer. I am Skip. I am playing Skeevil the Shiv, the Vermilion Mind Thief. So uh, we definitely got back to having some misadventures in this play session. Uh, two scenarios that, again, came down to the wire here more so than any. Like, I think we were both left... Or all of us were kind of left shocked at just how close these encounters were. The first encounter we had tonight was the... Okay, so we did two scenarios, right? We did seven, which is the Vibrant Grotto, and then we did 14, uh, which is the Frozen Hollows. Yes, kind of opposite locations. Both of, yeah, and both of these were a result of last session we unlock these scenarios. We unlock these scenarios and another scenario at the end of last session. So like we could choose to come this route to use an enchantress to find the location of Jexera, or I guess we could have kind of hunted her down on our own. We decided to do this. However, the book got a little bit confusing, I guess, or maybe we just didn't check closely enough because it, so it said we unlocked these scenarios and I guess technically we did. We put them on the map. But one of the scenarios that we play tonight had a global achievement requirement that we overlooked. And so we act, and that was scenario 14 provides the global achievement needed to play scenario seven. We didn't realize that at the time and actually played these two out of order. So the, uh, the stuff we were reading was a little bit confusing until we played them both. And then it all kind of tied together and we're like, Oh, we, so it let us unlock it even though it knew we couldn't go there yet so I, which to be fair i think that like if, making it seven and then 14 like in reverse chronological order is a bit weird yeah yeah um so I, I looked it up after we were done um and the faq the official faq says apparently scenario 14 there's like five different ways to get to it which is interesting ah. and so i guess that's how that happened but yeah, it was a little bit weird. We played them out of order. It didn't really end up mattering too much because it was all part of the same storyline, but something to keep an eye out for if you're going into these. Um, another thing with Scenario 14 is at the very end of Scenario 14, so like at the end of all the scenarios, it kind of has numbers next to things marking where you, what's opening up, where you can go to next. Well, the, after all the text on this one, it had a row of like five numbers. We thought we had unlocked all of those but those are just all the routes you can go through scenario 14. And apparently those were just reminder notes for like, 
you were probably going to one of these scenarios next if you finished 14 and there just was a bunch of them. And so we actually have like three stickers on our board now that we never actually unlocked. Um, so that got a little bit confusing, this scenario. It's just a result of, I guess, scenario 14 being a crux of a lot of different things somehow. So just keep an eye out for that. Be careful. Uh, be very careful reading around these episodes, uh, scenarios. See, but anyway, we went to the vibrant grotto first because we thought we could, even though we couldn't. And we had a lot of exciting things going on for just about everybody in this scenario, it seemed like. Uh, So Garrett was really excited because forest imps again. So we all know how this scenario is going to play out with him. But I'm just trying to save people. I'm sorry that I'm so generous. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the most humble um, yes um, I was excited because earth demons I have not seen a demon yet this is my goal and so I am all about it I'm getting me an earth demon kill because there's so many earth demons in this scenario it's going to be great I, I, what could possibly go wrong I'm easy that? to please because there's always elites hanging around That's I was right. there for the change that um, dropped from all the monsters um, <laughs> but the, uh, Beyond this one letting us all kind of achieve a little bit of victory in our goals, it was a very different scenario than what we're used to because it wasn't kill all the creatures. There were five loot tiles on the board scattered across five different yep. rooms. And the scenario ended when we looted and, them. Um, the caveat. Just in case people don't remember, I don't loot. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the caveat, too, is you had to use a loot action to loot the chests, yep. which a couple of you. I have I have so like one loot card. It? I have no loot cards because I don't loot. And Steve, your loot card was a loss, if I recall correctly. Correct, yeah. So it was just Skip and I. Skip, how many loot cards do you have? You had like one loss and one that, normal, correct, I think. Yeah. I mean, props to you, though, Casey, so, for committing to the loot and not trying to kill the demons. That was cool of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it helped. It helped that decision making when the summons kept killing them all in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, we knew we were the odds were against us a little bit just because it was such a big map. Like this was the most rooms that we had seen on a map yet. Um, and we knew we were limited and who was going to be able to loot all this stuff. We needed to move through quickly, but there was a lot of enemies to kind of come up against. So we decided to split the party after the first room. Classic horror story uh, mistake. <laughs> we yeah, uh, which it actually went okay for a while. <laughs> uh, we made pretty short work in the first room, which was some forest imps and bears. I, I think I managed to get the I managed to loot yeah. a chest, and it was kind of on the left side of the map. So I went ahead and rolled left. Skip rolled left with mm-hmm. me, and so we were like, okay. We'll start collecting loot on this side, uh, and then Steve and Garrett could move the other way, and they at least had one loot that they could pick something up over there, and we could at least find where all these are, right, and then get to them hopefully in a certain amount of time. Um, even though you you guys going right didn't have a lot of loot, y'all made pretty short work of your enemies that you were facing. Oh, yeah. We wrecked some fools. It was great. Steve and I kind of like our classes synergize real well. He can help me get cards back faster and we can like, he was buffing me up. And so we just kind of plowed through everything in front of us. It felt really good. Oh yeah. 
so y'all y'all were able to get another loot quickly, um, and then we were actually able to get to second loot quickly as well. But we got tied down in that room, um, oh, yeah. big time, by lots and lots of forest imps. <laughs> and then I was I got slowed down a little bit because there was a earth demon. I was really trying to kill him, but then it, we were starting to do the math and realize like we got to get moving. And I was like, all right, well, Skip, you can probably take care of some of these four shimps, right? And then I'm, I'll go take care of this shaman. I'll leap in there and take care of this shaman that's back there because I owe, I owe a shaman some payback <laughs> for what happened last session. How'd that um, go? Same thing. Same thing's happened again. <laughs> uh, every time I needed to attack, the shaman would not let me. And every time I needed to move, the shaman would not like, let me. In fact, I believe the shaman i know this died. is a cooperative game and when one of us loses we all lose but just watching that happen to casey and the reactions at the table is it's just the best delicious like i know my life goal is to kill demons but the true evil in the world <laughs> are i not maybe that'll be your next objective card will... is to kill shamans <laughs> yeah that would be amazing <laughs> uh skip how how while i was getting jacked up by a shaman how are you uh handling the forest <laughs> Uh, they, they were, they were tying me down pretty hard. Uh, uh, the ones in the next room, even after the room we were in managed to funnel into this room after you royally pissed off the shaman. So, uh, they, they yeah. all plowed in here and I, I just, I ran circles around one of the, um, what was it? One of the thorns just to keep them at, at yeah. bay. <laughs> Cause I think my rats did as well as they could, but you know, once you overflow them like that, it was, it was rough. I mean, we left the we left an earth demon alive somewhere and he was slowly coming in towards you and like you were just kind of trying to buy some time. But then one of you guys on the right side of the map, somehow your summon got (laughs) y'all killed all the things in your room and we still had stuff. And so your summon started slowly making his way over to us across. It was his dummy and one of my um, one of my minions of the two that I have. And yeah, they just started heading where there was nothing, you know, because we hadn't opened the door yet because we're trying to wait on you guys and Skip's doing circles around a rock and you're just standing there staring <laughs> at a shaman. So like we're just waiting on you, you know. Yeah. And then so you guys eventually open the next door on your side. And there's three earth demons guarding this chest like way back in the corner. It's like a long hallway up and you got to go all the way back there. But you guys are out of loot cards. I'm in the room next door, but I'm tied up with a shaman. But like, I have to get over there, right? Like, because you just, you guys just cannot loot it. So we're doing a switcheroo while Skip's just trying to get out and get to the back room. Did I open the door for that back room, Skip, or did you not no, open that door till I, late? I, I think you actually opened it because I think even the bears that were in that room started funneling toward me as well. Yeah, so I, I opened that door, and, and there's another set of chests, and there's three bears guarding it. So it's like, I need to get in there, but I don't have time to get in there and deal with the bears and deal with the shaman and then get across to the other loot. And I didn't think Skip could get across to the other loot being guarded by the earth elementals because he was still tied up with the forest right. imps. Plus, I really still needed to get an earth elemental kill. So... I leave Skip to get to the the chest with the bears, figure it out, Skip. I don't know. <laughs> and then I run to the Earth Demon room while uh, while uh, Steve and Garrett are kind of starting to fight some Earth Demons, and then they move in to kind of help Skip. But there's still one Earth Demon in there for me, and I'm just about to kill it 
And then Garrett's freaking summon <laughs> gets the last hit point. It on was it. gorgeous. And it was. I don't get any earth demon kills. First time we've seen <laughs> demons in like eight scenarios and I don't get it. It's like you you open the chest, you got the thing, and then as you're turning it back, excited to stab this demon, you see his little summon like punch it in the kidney and it, it dies. Well, and I don't think you mentioned yeah. at the very beginning, you were fighting a demon and you got him down to just a hit point or two left. And something mm-hmm. happened where you needed to like step away for one second. You know, the plan was I'm going to like turn and handle this. And then I don't think that demon ever died. I think he ran around for the rest of the scenario. I think so. Cause like Skip ended up doing this like bait and switch where he's like, I'm going to pull him over here. And then I'm going to run around. I'm, like I, you actually ran through the, the thorns and took damage yeah. to like split the middle of them to get. Out. I think that that demon actually made his way into the first room because once I got far <laughs> enough away, his target yep. switched to one of their dummies that's right. in mm-hmm. the first room, made his way back. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. I mean that, that worked um, out though. Cause I'm pretty sure those last couple of turns were like, we had just enough moves to get to the chest. If I remember correctly with you. Yeah. So I ended up getting the chest in the back room behind the earth demons. And now that I think about it, there was still one earth demon left because I had to get to the chest and your, your summon was tying him up. And then like, as I was, we hit a point as soon as I grabbed that chest. So now I'm like, I can't remember what it was exactly. I think it was like nine. I was, I think it was like nine or 10 tiles of movement from where I was standing to the last chest skip was supposed to get. We did the math and realized skip wasn't going to make it. He did not have the cards and the movement to make it. He was like two squares short. Yep. Or he, like you took a hit and had to get rid of a loot card. Not something. And then, that, uh, Steve, you became exhausted at some yep. point. Garrett, you were still up and you were in the room yeah, with the my shaman. Plan is like, but you only had like... I was supposed to run them. into the room with the shaman and like nuke all of the imps. And that was going to like clear the pathway for Skip. Like we had a really good plan there. And then I, I think I ended up getting shamaned for a little while because... Shamans are the worst. Well, I think you, it, you, yeah. you moved the hallway to like the side of the hallway to aggro him so Casey could run past. Yes, if I yes. Yeah, so so we ended up, I ended up doing the math and it was like I had to do a movement, popping my uh, boots of striding to get over a trap and run by this earth, the one earth demon left. But then I think I had to do a, a rest yep. like i think i needed to do a, a long yep. rest and then i had one turn left and popping my boots again was just enough oh. to get me there as long as something terrible didn't happen and the shaman didn't yeah. keep me from moving i also just had one card that didn't have i had a spare dagger which doesn't have movement on it so i was able to waste that to throw a <laughs> desperation dagger at the last <laughs> earth elemental and I think I drew a negative on the damage and all I had to draw was a zero to kill him. And I drew a negative on the damage and he didn't die. And then the freaking summon got him again. But at that point it was just, anyway, the very last turn, I, I scoot up to that chest and loot it, ending the scenario with no cards left. So it was really yeah, intense. A part of it for me, what I remember was that those bears in the back room did make it all the way to the second room because my plan was to yeah. run out. I counted all the cards perfectly like 15 times. Like I, I knew what was going on, <laughs> but what I didn't account for was those bears getting an action after the fact on that first turn. That's right. So they came out and got one massive hit on me and it dropped me. So I had to discard. And at that point I was useless. So that's when you came to the yeah. rescue saying, yep, I, I've got enough movement. I mean, that's, that's two, that's two real high points in that mission though. Right. Cause Casey, yeah. even though you split and went left, 
I think you ran through pretty yeah. much every room in the whole map. <laughs> you did. Uh, I, yeah, there, there was one. There was one little side oh. room. Uh, the, as soon as we split the parties, there's that one room with like three four stems in it that y'all cleared through that I didn't have to go into. But every everywhere yeah, else, you covered a lot that. of distance. Also, that was Garrett's first scenario that he survived to the end without getting exhausted or killed. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was a proud day. Because uh, me and uh, me and Garrett also jumped the uh, the shaman as Casey was running past for the end. Yeah, that was our. We were we were going to yeah. go after the the remaining imp or the or the bears. It was the remaining bears that followed me in, but we decided to jump the the shaman to hopefully stun him or or something so he didn't immobilize Casey. Yeah, because if that shaman had a chance, I was I was screwed. Like he was just going to immobilize me. We all knew it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This scenario really opened up my eyes to just how mobile. Yeah. The brute is like, it's ridiculous. He's got two jumps, those boots of striding that refresh on long rest and like just really, really good movement cards. And it was just enough. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, and you know, that revelation actually is what makes the next scenario, uh, kind of, kind of checks that one off the box for us, uh, without getting into that just yet. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. It, it felt like we started off really strong, and then ended up nail biting, you know, even though it felt like from the beginning, oh, this is going to be super easy. We're going to plow right through this one. And I know we've brought it up before, but this freaking game does such a good job of, of making these moments happen. And it shouldn't be able to do it so consistently. And it probably is just because we suck, but yeah, <laughs> it's so good. We suck just enough to make it tense, but not enough to lose a scenario yet. Which is what matters. That's right. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Oh, that's a heavy yet. I don't like hearing that hanging in the air. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like um, this scenario was kind of a light version of what we ran into in the next scenario, though. It, very much so. As far as how yeah. we played it. So this was, and this one was tense in a different way just because the objective was so different and the restrictions were more because of our party makeup than anything else. We're trying to figure out who could loot what and all that stuff. So it was it was fun to try to figure out something a little bit different than the norm. All right, guys, it is the mid-scenario break, so you know what that means. It's time for What's Cooking once again. And once again, we're at Steve's house, and he's completely mixed up his game from the last time. So what what's what do we got uh, this week, Steve? Uh, this week we were doing stromboli, which, uh, for those who don't know, it's a bunch Ooh. of Italian lunch meats, basically, wrapped up in bread and baked. Uh, you can serve it with sauce or not. I'd actually made this uh, a day in advance because whenever I'd made this in the past, I've realized the leftovers are so much better. So I made it the day before, and then when you guys came over, sliced it, threw it in a pan real quick to kind of brown the sides, and and that was, yeah, that was the meal. The nice thing about this one is it's it's easy to kind of eat and play. You don't make a bit much of a mess, and you can just kind of snack on it as you're, as you're going. Yeah, not really like a knife and fork thing, so. Yeah. No, it was absolutely fantastic. I had never had Stromboli, and so that was a wonderful treat because – all Italian lunch meats are good Italian lunch meats in my book. Hell yeah. Oh, for sure. Also, I want to give a shout out to the appetizer. I feel like the appetizers at Steve's don't get as much love. Um, but man, the pita chips and that black bean hummus. I could just go to town on that black bean hummus all the time. <laughs> Where it's do you ridiculous. get your hummus? Because the hummus I buy, it's it's not as good as the hummus you buy. And it bothers me. Okay, so uh, there's a Kroger just right near me that I go to. And next to their little cheese section thing, they have a case of hummus. And they have like the sabra hummus and then the, the ones I get with the, the black bean. 
So by yeah, the way, Kroger, if you guys want to sponsor us. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, yeah the, the sandwiches, in my opinion, were they were pretty top-notch, dude. And I have been a sandwich guy for many, many years growing up. That's all I really ate. My, my parents never did the meatloaf. They never did all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was sandwiches day in and day out. I, I will totally give you two and a half thumbs up on that one, buddy. That was good stuff. I'm <laughs> oh, glad you liked it. This also might be the last time Steve cooks things that Skip actually likes or at least thinks <laughs> thinks he likes. Thinks I, yeah. Start getting a little more experimental for Skip's taste, but he we'll, we'll, we'll turn a new leaf with him. Yeah. Um, all right. We've eaten. Let's march on. Um, then we moved on to the Frozen Hollow and... Yeah, I think... So, okay. So, the, the last scenario was like six rooms long. This one was only three. <laughs> But man, was that a slog of three rooms? <laughs> it was that the one with the little like V-shaped room that we yes. had to, with all the stuff yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Two V-shaped now, rooms. Did we have any a- road events or city events between the two? We did. Um, they must not have been very memorable because I don't recall right. what they were. Um, there, we had a very interesting one the next session, but I, I don't think either one we did this session was all that big of a deal. Uh. I think I remember one of the road events because I think we might have gone into a forest fire. I remember that road <laughs> event. Oh, we did. We, we did. Allow yeah. me. I blocked that out of my I memory. I remember yes, this please. vividly. <laughs> so there we are going to our location. I don't remember if this was the first or the second location that we had this road event on, but... Uh, Everything's going just fine. Little road event happens. And it's like, hey, all the pretty Disney woodland creatures are running in fear from the mountains. Um, And you smell smoke. Do you? It didn't tell us we smelled smoke. It said something. There was something along those lines. I think it. We saw or smelled smoke. And and so it's like, do you want to keep going on the safe path or charge head first into a forest fire? And Casey, that is not, not the option. Like the options no, were but that was the obvious all. meaning of the option. It was follow all these coward creatures or yes. investigate. It, yeah, it could Thank have been like much. some some group that had a campfire that was hunting them. Sure, uh, Casey was was hoping that maybe it was demons, right? Demons out there, demons fire. Right, right. he wanted magma demons. Right, yeah. and so uh, we ended up going. Uh, good tinker tactical decision. Uh, you know, teaming up with our brute and we go chase down the mighty forest demon and we all get like second degree burns and smoke inhalation damage. And uh, what was the penalty <laughs> that came from that? I'm trying to remember that part. I think we were wounded. It was damaged and we began to yes, zero yes, wounds. Which I took care of. Oh, you did? No, you're really good at like fixing our like road mistakes. That is mostly because you know. I generate some of them at times. <laughs> all of this, by the way, is just revenge for having to fix that axle. Which is fair. It's fair. I will say, as far as road events th- go, though, it seems a little ridiculous that we got trapped by a forest fire. Like, I feel like you don't have to get that far into one to be like, oh, we should turn around. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, like, jump out and surround you. That's, you know, that's kind of a recurring thing, too, though, with, with the city events, road events, whatever. They're really binary right it's like you can either help the orphan or rip his face apart while his little sister watches like there's no there's no gray area right like (laughs) exactly you know and we 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 have found that there are some that have like both options are negative yeah one you might consider worse than the other so 
that is a factor in play as well. It is. And I, I realize you can't have all these different events with like a thousand different subplots and all that, but it does get a little yep. frustrating sometimes when it's like, I don't, I don't want to do either. I w- we wouldn't pick that, you know? <laughs> we are a group of action, okay. Garrett. Mm-hmm. And the quicker you realize that, the better off uh, you'll be. I'm Folks so at home, actually... that is a direct quote from Casey yes. right before we went into the forest fire. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And so then to, you know, chill our, our fresh burns, we head into the frozen hollow. Yeah, we, we put some ice yeah, on it. Do. Yeah. And man, what a slog it that was. encounter was, Ooh. that scenario. So it, it had hounds, it had living spirits, and it had frost demons, which again, I'm super excited about because I'm still looking for mm-hmm. a demon kill, this, guys. This was our first time with hounds too, right? It is. And I think so. They and suck. hounds are just terrible little critters. Oh they have this card that gives them plus two attack if they're if if the person they're attacking is adjacent to one of their allies, which when there's like five hounds attacking you, that's a lot of extra damage biting your yeah. poor brute. It's... I, they jacked me up a lot. I'm not. Oh yeah, lie. I got wrecked the first turn where I had to jump to the back after that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, that's I mean, right. So the first, the first room had nine enemies in it, and like half of them were hounds, and the other half were spirits. And the hounds like pinned. They went so fast on the first turn, they pinned us into our spawn location, and the spirits were back there. You know, doing the little range te- attacks on us, and like I had to jump through the hound to go deal with that. It was a whole mess. I, we ended up, and I think both Steve and Garrett. I think you both were like, "Well, screw it. I guess we'll go ahead and burn some lost cards." And I was like, yeah. "Ah, we probably shouldn't." But we, we were in a but pickle. Yeah, you're kind of probably, you know because they attack we clumped and they like to attack clumped. You know, I was able to drop a lot of AOEs and stuff on them, but that's every good attack I have like that is a loss, right? So. Yep. Yeah. Um, another thing is we were taking so many hits early and there were so many creatures. I went ahead and put up my uh, – I did a lost card to, to put a yeah. shield up on me, right? So I had like six instances of mm-hmm. shield to soak up some damage. And then later on I put up the one where I, I could un- ignore three hits. And so like I was losing cards quickly as well. Guess what, guys? This is going to come back and bite us later. Uh, so we finally managed to get through that room <clears> – <throat> And the second room only had, I think, five five enemies in it. There wasn't much. But they were frost demons, and they had a lot of hit points. And then they had us, like, pinned in the doorway, and I, I managed to use a jump attack to get through, but we still had to kind of fight our way through. By the time we got – I did get a frost demon kill, though. Like, mark it down, check it off. That one's done. Um. By the time we got through this second room, though, we were so out of cards, guys. Um, I mean, it was to the point where it's like, look, guys, I'm it's it's not tactically sound. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the third room to open the door just because we have to get going. I've only got like two turns left. And I open that door and it just almost cry like. There are eight more enemies in that room. There are wolves all or hounds all over the front of that room. Yeah, we're not. There's a chest in the back taunting us, and there's no freaking way we're getting that. Because our objective like, on this one is to wipe out all the enemies, right? And there's no yeah. freaking way we're going to do that now. Like, no, it's impossible. Like we've got so few turns left, and uh, I can only come back like a step. The best, <clears throat> like I had to bait 
bad guys as much as I could to get into that second room just so people yeah, could mm-hmm. attack because there's no way anybody was surviving to make it to the final room. And the plan was for me, I think, to kind of soak up some damage from some wolves. Then I was going to be able to, to stun or immobilize a couple of them. And then I was going to move back in for one last turn. But then the wolves got that buddy attack thing again and I had to pitch a card, and that was basically my last turn. Then, it was just getting a couple wolves into the yeah. room. And then I exhausted, like, shortly after you doing... It was one of my AoE attacks. I don't know if it was the immobilizer yeah. or not, but... Yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Like, I did some damage, and then I was done. And then, Garrett, I think you had two attacks left. Yeah. And Skip had... We, we had Skip, and we had rats in our corner, guys. Um yeah. But Gary, you had a couple of good AOEs, I believe, before you you bit the yeah, dust as we, well. Yeah, uh, we, you know, it was a V-shaped room. You went, got the enemies, and kind of pulled them back. I ran over there as quickly as I could, and as they were kind of all jumping on you to mangle your corpse, I was able to like get off a few AOEs, and Skip was able to round the corner, and I remember getting my last attack off and being like, "All right, man, it's you." You know, everyone else is down. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was what two turns of you, Skip, you and your rats uh, doing some stuff I together. Think so, um, pretty much like once I uh, once I came around the corner, I dropped both of my summons, the the giant rat and the rat swarm, and and yeah. I think there was still either one of Tots' minions or even I don't know if the dummy ever came out uh, that you had, Steve, but we had them all coming up there blocking. And fortunately, the card I had gotten from the previous one leveling up, I added a range card that. I could pop over everybody, you know, while it was doing this. And then once they dropped, then I stepped in to hopefully finish the last few off. And it was just, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> Total yeah, that was, yeah, that it, was final card. Yeah, absolutely. When, yeah. yeah, the last the last creature left standing. Somehow we got down to only one bad guy still up, and Skip was on his very last turn. He had enough damage to kill it, but we had to by one by like like the damage as is on the card was just enough to kill it but then you had to draw your yeah. attack modifier card yep. to see if we win or not just waiting for that null to pop up but <laughs> yeah but what'd you pull zero. zero it was it was beautiful the best plus zero i ever saw that right. <laughs> that's right so two scenarios both one on the very last turn before total party exhaustion it was quite the evening yeah, and uh, we actually we actually all got levels out of this, right? Yeah, with like I think a couple of us on the, after the first scenario and the rest of us at, at the end scenario, we all hit level Correct. three um, this session. Uh, which for me, for the brute, um, I had a choice between uh, on my cards. I had a choice between brute force and hook and chain. Which uh, so I've already got a card in my deck called sweeping blow, which does an attack two on three adjacent enemies. Um, Brute Force is the exact same attack up top, except it also muddles everything and gives you an experience. And then the move on Sweeping Blow was a move three push one, whereas it was just a move two on the bottom of Brute Force, but it also gave you a shield one. So Brute Force is just basically an upgrade to Sweeping Blow. Hook and Chain was an attack three, range three with a pull on top. And then the bottom was really interesting because you can move four, which is really nice. And then if that movement was in a straight line, you get an attack X where X is the number of hexes you move. So they, both these cards seem pretty good. Uh, but when I got to thinking on hook and chain, how often do I really need ranged attacks? And I've already got one in my deck with spare dagger. 
And then the move four, like move four, attack four on a bottom sounds amazing, but how often can you actually move four in a straight line if you don't have jump as part of that move? It's probably actually going to end up being like a move two, attack two a lot of times. Um, so I, I went ahead and just took brute force over hook and chain. And because, it, I mean, brute force clearly made my deck better, right? It's a clear upgrade to sweeping blow. So I put brute force in, I took sweeping blow out. Um, and that muddle from brute force has come in handy a number of times. Uh, yeah, for for uh, me, you know, I had the options of Cold Fire or Elemental Aid. Uh, one was a healing and shielding card, a really good support card. But our Tinker, like, I, you know, you don't need me helping support, <laughs> right? Uh, the other option, though, was Cold Fire, and that was a three hex attack. Uh, it was only attack for one, but it was a range three. Uh, however, if I could use a fire element that adds two attack to it, if I can use an ice, snow, whatever element that adds a stun to it. So mm. played correctly, absolutely devastating card, you know. So that got added to the deck. And on my... Uh, uh, oh, you want to go skip? Uh, it didn't matter. I'll go ahead. Um, I actually picked the... Um, it's a level two over a level three card because my level three is I didn't... I didn't really care for him the way I was playing this guy right now, and it ended up being Hostile Takeover, which was simply a, a range four attack two, but it, it's immobilized and it creates frost and gives me experience. So I, I end up getting jammed up a lot behind everybody because I don't really want to jump in in the middle of it. So I like to jump, you know, come to the side, jump in, you know, after everybody's got their targets already because I don't quite have the hit points to really be up front. So that, that one worked out for me pretty well this round too. And what I ended up taking, uh, I had two options between a crank bow and the Tinkerer's Tools. And the Tinkerer Tools were related to traps, and I think I've talked about in the past. I, I kind of became disinterested in trap cards because of how tricky they are to work with. <laughs> so I ended up taking the crank bow. I swapped out one of the healing spells or healing cards I had because I had a large enough number of them, and I never seemed to be struggling with that. And this gave me like an upper attack of... Uh, uh, six at range five with, with a loss, but it's a nice finisher if I needed it and a, a bottom of a move four. So that was a, a pretty useful addition. That kind of wraps up the two sessions or two scenarios from this play session, which I think we actually ended up ending at like 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, it was around three by the time but, I like got home and got in bed. My wife was really happy with that. I bet, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add from this action-packed play session? It was it definitely was a lot of fun yeah i think we covered mostly everything yeah yeah it definitely left us wanting more like i think the next day we're like okay when are, when are we playing again <laughs> like this we're having a lot of fun but, but yeah i think that about wrap, wraps it up thank you once again for joining us this week guys uh, look forward to next time where we take a little bit of a well-earned vacation and you know tour some underground ruins and a uh, shipwreck so uh, definitely check that out on the next episode. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Gamer Public Radio. Please join us every Friday for new episodes at misadventurespodcast.com or find us on your podcast application of choice. Music for this podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod. For more of Kevin's work, please check out incompetech.com. See you next time.